welcome TDN listeners. This is This Week in Interview. I am your host, Anthony Drago. Welcome back. It's Wednesday night. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Caribbean time. It's 8 p.m. Uh, in, in, on the East Coast of the U.S. And on a Wednesday night at 8 p.m., we gather around and we have a discussion. We have conversation. We have This Week in Interview. So welcome. I hope you had uh, a wonderful week. Uh, those of you who are on the East Coast, I know of the U.S., we've been enjoying great weather. Um, those of you who are in the Caribbean, in, in Dominica, well, we always have year-round um, fine weather, wall-to-wall sunshine, and sometimes, every once in a while, um, we wash things down with, with some splendid rain. So I hope I hope this week um, that's gone that you that you achieved what you uh, wanted what you intended to achieve. And um, and so tonight you're going to relax. You have grab your favorite drink, and 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 sit back and let's enjoy some good conversation. This weekend interview is a production of TDN Radio, and uh, the objective is to is to is to discuss topics of interest to to stimulate your thinking to 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 approach things from an angle that may be slightly different or, or, or significantly different from from what you would hear in regular media and the the idea is that if you can get it by turning on your television or by going online then, then there's no need for us and so and so we try to bring a different perspective Last week we had a very interesting discussion. We had we had a few people calling, and um, because the topic of discussion was development, we were talking about development specific to uh, a Caribbean, a Dominican context, and and some of the some of the pieces, if you want, if you want to think of it like that, that's missing from from the whole wheel. That prevents the wheel from uh, wheel of development from turning smoothly. Some of the spokes that that are, that are broken or or needs to be put in place. For example, uh, the the need for an international airport featured very strongly in in the discussion. So far, Dominica is the only country left to to build an international airport. Saint Vincent um, succeeded in breaking not breaking ground, cutting the ribbon. And opening the international airport right before the elections um, that was held late last year, and, and, and so there was that lively discussion as to whether we need an international airport or if it would just be an additional burden. We had calls as well um, from Dominica. We talked about agriculture and what would it take to revive agriculture, um, how we would need to modify our our education system. So that the, the students that we produce can participate in the development. So tonight, I, I, well, actually, if during the week, I got several requests from from listeners that we continue the discussion on the development. Um, our listeners thought that unlike our usual programs where we come out of it with specific actions that you can take, last week we sort of. Because development is such a broad topic, and 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 because of where we are, we are at the moment, because of the gap between where we are and where we would like to be, because of of that wide gap, um, listeners didn't think that we left 
with our usual practical this is the one two three things that you need that you that you can do right away um, about whatever topic that we're discussing and so i got a lot of requests to continue the discussion and development as as almost as a series and so being the the quasi-democratic um institution that we would like to be uh, we decided to consent and and we're going to continue tonight our discussion on development but in that context as well and in the context of this week in interview before we do that and those of you who are regular listeners let me tell you welcome welcome back if tonight is your first night listening to this week in interview welcome we love the fact that you decided to join us and my hope is that my objective is that by the end of the hour of, of, of discussion hour of conversation that you our first time listener tonight will become also a regular listener to this week in interview and of course i always appreciate the regular listeners i i really love the fact that you make this week in interview a part of your weekly schedule we really really appreciate that and then of course keep the feedback coming because we do this for you when you tell us what would make the show a better show we we certainly like to listen and keep the suggestions coming for for guests that we may interview, may want to interview. We 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 like we interview every everybody who has a story to share. Um, we do a medical series, but it doesn't mean that you have to be a doctor or lawyer to get interviewed. You have a life story to share. You have a life lesson to teach. You have an experience you want to testify. Come on, we welcome in this weekend interview. I, I have the distinct honor to have conversations with these people who have have accomplished so much, and I, and I have the privilege to share those conversations with you, and, and, and so this is actually the favorite my favorite hour in 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 all my week because I I really love the conversations that I have with my audience and with my guests. But let's let's listen to Mikael Henderson before we go further. Every every Wednesday night I play the Caricom anthem. Because I'm a very, very strong and robust advocate for Caribbean unity. I believe the Caribbean should be a country. The United States of the Caribbean, the Caribbean, whatever we want to call it. But I think, I think if we, if we were to join our efforts together, we would, we would accomplish so much more than trying to do it as 10, 11 specks of dust. Um, in the in in the in the realm of of global politics, so I I I play the, the Caricom anthem. If tonight is your first time listening, you might not have known that Caricom has an anthem. So listen. Some seeking adventure, some bound in change. Through battles waged and fought. And pain by test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands and to focus on building one Caribbean. Raise your voice. 
You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O dot com. G&D Enterprises, Inc. is your one-stop shop for web design and development, web hosting, domain names, dedicated servers, live event streaming, online ticketing, custom stream players, smartphones and tablets, electrical and mechanical parts and tools procurement, business supplies and equipment procurement, including computers, motors, breakers, panels, commercial printers, and copiers. G&D Enterprises, Inc., the services you need when you need them. Find us online at gandenterprisesinc.com or call us today for more information at 617-329-9434. Fast, effective, efficient service. Welcome back, listeners. And um, no, great stuff during that break. Uh, Mikkel Henderson does a, such a beautiful job with the CARICOM anthem. And then, of course, uh, um, say thank to our sponsors, GND Enterprises and um, Calypso Drift by Steinberg Henry. If you don't have a copy of that book, Calypso Drift, you need to get a copy. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful coffee table um, type book, hardcover with um, brilliant illustrations by, by the illustrious artist, um, early turn of Dominica. Steinberg does a, a wonderful job in, in Calypso Drift where he traces back um, the, the history of Calypso in Dominica, but he but he he finds a way to connect it to Caribbean as a, a wide events, worldwide events, and um, it's a very very interesting read. And it's not a book that you can read and just put aside. It's a book that you keep referring back to. And that's why I say it make it will make a great um, coffee table um, conversation starter. Just just something to to sit a beautiful. Um, um, piece of work to sit on your on your coffee table, but as we said tonight, um, this is this week in interview production of TDN Radio, and tonight we're talking development. We last week we just we, we explored a little bit about what it would mean by development, and then then we delved into some of the hindrances, some of the some of the aspects of development that we thought was missing or would be necessary for us to realize. The level of development that 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 we would wish to have, and I shared my perception of of what development is. Um, well, not necessarily what the development is, but what would be a, a marker of us having achieved a certain level of development. And I pegged it to migration. Essentially, the Caribbean has great weather. We have a beautiful way of life. Um, we have a lot of amenities. And so I was going on the assumption that although we are here by choice, nobody held a gun to your to your head and made you move from from Dominica, from Grenada, from St. Vincent, from Trinidad. Nobody made you move. However, it is my theory that if if we could have 
an equivalent lifestyle as we have over here. Most of us will have stayed in our, in our country. And based on that premise, I am pegging my definition of development in the Caribbean context as that point in our, in our trajectory, in our, in our path in, as a Caribbean, as an island, when our citizens do not feel the need to migrate, to uproot themselves and their families, and sometimes they break their family up, the father comes first or the mother goes, and, and all of this trauma that happens, to subject our families to that. We, I, 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 I put forward the theory that when we are sufficiently developed, I, for one, would be still living in Dominica or some island in the Caribbean. But we move because even if we have a decent way of life, we want our kids to have access to better education. We want to have access to better health. We want to be able to, to afford a better life, to be able to put something for, 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 for retirement, whatever it is. The long and short of it is that where the Caribbean is right now is not in a condition where the citizens of the Caribbean can feel confident that they can live and raise their families in those islands and have a, a decent quality of life. Hence, this is where I see as my gap in terms of development where we would like to be and where we are. And so we delve into that a little bit, and, and some of the things that came out was, you know, um, healthcare, the quality of healthcare. Um, it's a, especially as you get older, it's a risk to, to have a healthcare challenge in a society where the, the health services are not as advanced. Um, education, opportunities for employment. Um, opportunities to to be able to do work that you that utilizes our capacity to to our full potential to have us a life that that is as satisfying at that level and and so tonight I wanted to to continue the discussion but I wanted to take it say like into onto a more pragmatic or practical level and um, when we think about development. Uh, and of course, I'm going to use Dominic, but I'm sure it applies to Grenada, it applies to St. Vincent, it applies to Trinidad. And, and surprisingly, Trinidad was very close to the bottom. Last week we read out the, um, the there's, a, there's a report out that shows the growth in GDP of the different islands. And Trinidad was just one step above Dominica with, with a growth of 0.2 or something like that of GDP. Dominica had a minus 2.7%. Surprisingly, with all the quote-unquote resources, and, and I say quote-unquote resources because as a Caribbean people, we have this concept that we are small and we are a poor nation and we don't have resources and therefore it, 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 it's not expected that we can achieve and accomplish so much because we live in, in a place where there is limited resources. And so we look to places like Trinidad that has oil, we look places like Jamaica with their bauxite and whatever else they have, and, and we think that those countries have resources in the sense that those are those are the things that we identify as resources. 
And so we look at Dominica and say, but Dominica doesn't have resources and, and, and so on and so on and so on. To the extent that, um, I mean, it was almost scandalous last year when the Prime Minister gave his budget address and said that for a country like Dominica, there are, there are three sources of income, um, aid, grants, loans, taxes, and, 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 and aid donors and that as generous. So at least they're having issues in their country. So aid is not as forthcoming. Um, our economy is already well leveraged in terms of the amount of debt that we have. So that's not a, an attractive option, even if, um, the government boasts that they're able to secure loans at very, very amicable, um, prices. Uh, and then they, they talked about the, the negative impact of imposing more taxes on the citizen. And, and, and therefore, the justification was the, the sale of passports. That's another story. I'm not even going to go into that because those, if you're listening regularly listen to this weekend interview, you know I think that the sale of our passports is um, an abomination. I, 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 I don't know how else to say it. I, I don't see the sale of your citizenship. They call it they call it citizen by investment, but that's not what I see. It's a sale of your citizenship. And so when I tell somebody I'm Dominican, what does that mean? If somebody can just purchase that, you know, I, 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 uh, a citizen by investment program should be one where somebody is rewarded with citizenship for investing in a country. Not necessarily not that you can pull out your wallet and just pay for citizenship like you buy a loaf of bread or, or something like that. So that's a different story, but that seems to be our main source of income. But if we get to the topic that we want to discuss tonight, when we talk about development, I, I want to put forward the the thought that if we if we were to imagine an island, Dominica, Grenada, any one of the islands, St. Vincent, Trinidad, as a business. A business with a certain line of products. So, we would automatically think of branding. We would, like, we would want to create a brand. So, so that is the approach I think we need to take to, to development in the Caribbean. Let us, let us develop a brand. Let's develop a, a, a Dominica brand, a Grenada brand, a Caribbean brand. And and when you when I say brand, it's not necessarily that we own we only looking to to do business with the outside, and therefore that's why you need a brand like you're selling something. But a brand where, um, you know, for the for the people who like bags, you know, you you. You know your brands for the for the young people who like shoes. You know your brand. Um, we wear the logos proudly, and and it is well recognized. So similarly, um, I have some friends who who sell T-shirts, and it has a map of Dominica on it, and it says "Born Branding." And and when you see it, it's really catching. It's just all it is is a black map of Dominica with none of the um, parishes or anything shown on it. But if you know Dominica, you know the shape, the distinctive shape of Dominica, and it says "Born," and 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 that captures that that brand. So that's the idea that you want to create a, you would like to create a brand, 
Okay, so so but to create a brand, you have to have products to market. So therefore, we 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 go back, we peel the onion back a little bit, and we we look at what are the areas that we what are the line of products that we can develop, and then those line of products can be at a quality where it supports our brand. So if you go to buy tennis shoes, you buy, buy say tennis shoes. We buy shoes, we buy sneakers. You go, you buy a Nike or Reebok sneaker. But when you when you come to wear it, you buy a running shoes, it makes your feet hurt, it gives you blisters, it, it's torn within two weeks. That brand is not supported by a certain quality, a certain durability. A certain, so, so it takes time to develop the brand, but also you have we have to do it with a certain level of, of quality in mind. And so the question I'm asking is, what is that line of products? And I think that it is a no-brainer to look at our islands and to decide what is it that we have a relative advantage in? What is your relative advantage? So if you if you pick something that you have a relative advantage, you you give yourself a better chance of succeeding. You 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 do away with so many hurdles and challenges, so it, it 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 allows you the opportunity to free up your resources to to make to concentrate on quality. So so if we want to do a sports, and most of our most of our, our people are are short. There are some there are some nations where most people are short, but most of our people are just over five feet. Then you may not be wise to go to develop a basketball team unless it's an alternative basketball team where you do it for entertainment and like the Harlem group charters or whatever it is. But the idea is that you don't want to, to do that because then you come to try to compete against countries that where they, they, they can easily get players who are 6'10", 6'11", 7-footers and you are 5'1", 5'2", 5'3". You, you make it difficult but if you choose soccer, you have an advantage because your center of gravity is closer to the ground. You can do soccer, you can play better, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm talking about. So when you look at a country like Dominican, you say, okay, so so what is a, what what are our relative advantage? For one, and this is true for all the island, we're surrounded by the sea. So maybe that's a, that's somewhere to look. The sea, we're surrounded by the ocean. Can we? Take that fact and to, and and you and leverage that relative advantage to, that to 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 our advantage. So so see what shipping, water sports, fishing. You know any one of those industries that we can look at. For example, Dominica is located right in the center of the chain of the Caribbean. You know almost directly across from from what, the Panama Canal. Some, you know, and almost directly across. If you if you go, if you stretch and go across, is uh, does that give us an opportunity to to do trade? Um, we have and and we have naturally deep waters. We we can build ports that can take the biggest ships without having to do too much um, dredging, which reduces our construction costs. So so is a shipping. Um, business, something that we could do that we would have a relative advantage in and then we could earn income. 
So I'm going to buy the C. So that's what I mean. If if uh, uh, Dominica again, when you when uh, when anybody thinks of Dominica, they think of mountains and green and forest. So what in there can we? It gives us a relative advantage. Hiking, ecotourism, and I know we've been talking about those things, but 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 not but when we do it, we have to develop a explore it and see how we can approach it so that we can distinguish the product from what some somebody else who's doing it because it, it doesn't make sense to be a me too or oh, i can do that too me too i have mountains too or oh, you know what about the dominican product that's unique that somebody goes to Costa Rica last year and they come to Dominica this year and it's mountains and it's waterfalls and whatever it is, but the experience is sufficiently different and just as enjoyable or more enjoyable that they choose to recommend Dominica over Costa Rica or recommend Dominica as an alternative to go into Costa Rica every year. That that kind of that kind of thinking. Um and, and of course to do it in a sustainable way. So what about what about our people, our music, our art? People come to people come to our country, and they love us. They they, they like the interaction. So many of these companies who send project managers or whoever it is down to Dominica, Pisco volunteers, VSOs from Europe, they come and they fall in love with the career and they stay. So there is something there in terms of our culture, but do we develop our culture and, 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 and able to package it in such a way that it can become a viable industry? Our music, our art, our food, you know, our, our, our gum, you know, that all of those things lend itself to, to, to a particular brand. Um, Dominica also and some of the other islands also have volcanic activity. There was some talk about the geothermal, harnessing geothermal energy for production of electricity, which hopefully would produce more electricity at a cheaper cost, which could drive industrialization, manufacturing. Again, how do we how do we approach that? And, and and maybe even like export electricity to the neighboring islands. We we, we right next to Martinique and Guadeloupe. So that type of thinking is where we we would like to see some kind of planning happen. Tourism. Uh, you know, again, you make a, an excuse. We don't have white sand, so therefore we cannot compete. With um, we cannot compete with uh, Saint Martin or Antigua, where they have Anguilla, where they have whites and beaches. You know, the Arabs have a desert, and they created islands in the form of palm trees. You know, so what will it take to get whites and bring them? We can make a white sand beach if that is what we think we want. But maybe we don't need to do that. Maybe. Again, that is too much effort. We we don't have that is not one of our relative advantages. So we look elsewhere. So niche tourism, and we spoke about um, eco tourism a minute ago. What about medical tourism? Um, we have one of the most successful and popular offshore medical schools in Dominica. Very successful. 
what are we doing to take advantage of that? We, we hear stories of people from the U.S. traveling all the way to India to have, to have surgeries. They travel to Mexico, they travel to Latin America. We are English-speaking. Our, our telephone system is very compatible. Our communication system is very compatible. A lot of our people are educated in the U.S. We have a relative advantage. Can, is there a possibility of, say, developing... Is, is there a possibility of developing uh, a, a, a hospital, a university hospital? Those of you who in the U.S. are familiar with the concept of a university hospital. You know, every major university has a, has a medical school or hospital associated with it, where you, do top -notch, um, you provide top-notch medical attention. So, again, our, our thinking has to go in that direction. And, and of course, agriculture. I mean, if you go to Dominica and you stand in one place long enough, you're starting to grow roots. That's how fertile our soil is. But what, what are we doing to, 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 to manage and to leverage that, those, those advantages? So that's the discussion that we're having tonight. And, and let me open up the lines. If you, if you are listening and you'd like to join the conversation, Call and on the calling number is six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven. Call us. Let's talk. Let's talk. And 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 let's see if we can come up with a plan. And let us talk about how we can get those plans and those ideas in front of the people who have the authority and the capacity to to implement them. And how we and, and how we can help to create an environment where ideas get implemented, you know. So, so let me take a quick break. Let's play a little music, and and we'll be right back. And we're going to continue the discussion on this weekend interview. Our topic today is development, and what does the what that do we mean by development? How in a Caribbean context we can wrap our minds. Are around the concept of development, where we can we can do it a little better than than we've been doing it um, in the in the past. Avec 
Talented Jali doing her, her song Les Etoiles. Jali, so Jali performed. She did. She did a, a, a smash up job this weekend. Um, this weekend we went. I went to um, a, a show, a birthday party put on by Mr. Burnham. Hey Burnham, I hope you hope you're doing well. Um, we had um, Jacob from from Kassav and Luke Tiandre. Had a show on Saturday night, and Jali also made a performance, sang very, very well, um, and, and entertained the crowd. Got the crowd rocking. Beautiful um, talent that that um, she is, and of course, you remember her from a few weeks ago. We had her on as a guest because not only is she a talented singer and musician, she is a writer. She has a book out called Life Gripes. Life's Gripes, and you can go on Amazon and look for that. It's a, it's a wonderful and entertaining, and at the same time, um, serious read, Life's Gripes by, by Jali. So, welcome back. Um, this is this weekly interview. Uh, it's a production of, of TDN Radio. And tonight, uh, I'm self-dancing tonight. I don't have a guest on, per se. Um, I've opened up the line, so those of you who want to call can call to participate in the discussion. The number you can call is 617-372-0107. 617-372-0107. Call and join the discussion. Tonight we're talking development, and we, we, we're trying to, to wrap our minds around you know, maybe a different approach to development because uh, the results that we've had so far uh, will not get a passing grade. Will not get a passing grade. And so there is one of these popular sayings that goes around. It's a cliche, but it makes sense. If you continue to do the same thing over and over again and you expect a different result, you are a madman or a crazy woman. It's a fun fall, you know? Um, you you have to change something. You either have to change the environment and what you do, and what so that what you're doing will, will will have a different effect, or you have to change what you do, how you do it, how fast you do it, how slow you do it, change it all together, do nothing. I don't know. But if you change nothing, 
the result that you get will be the same result that you always had. So tonight, tonight in, in the discussion, we, I mean, there are there are a number of factors and realities that we that we exist in, and so some some of the things that we're proposing are not necessarily ground shaking or earth moving, but we're suggesting that we need to we need to look at them and approach them in a in a different in a different manner and so we you know we, we, the, 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 the the simple thinking that we're putting forward is let us look at the areas that we have advantages in and and so we looked at the fact that we're surrounded by sea we looked at the fact that we're mountainous we have forests we have water, we have culture, we have music, we have art, we have our food, our cuisine, we have opportunities for different forms of renewable energy. And and in terms of renewable energy, we in terms of renewable energy, the, the advantage that we have is that our our demand is not that great. So therefore, we don't have to look for for some big wide scale solution. I think we have we have a call on the line. So so let's go let's go to the calls. Caller, good evening. Welcome to this week in interview. Mr. Drago. Hey, oh, this is Alvin. <laughs> What's okay. going on, boy? Just, just got in. I was um, on the road when I got your text. You know, you know it is in America, boy. Okay, so <laughs> you, you you're calling to um, <laughs> you you're calling to talk about development. Well, yeah, 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 I I heard you on, and um, I didn't get all of the first part as i said i was you know driving but tonight i'm saying tonight as opposed to last week where we were talking about the the different infrastructural or structural things that we needed to right. do which right. the, the lack of the airport right. and our education system and our healthcare. Yeah. Tonight, yeah. tonight i was trying to focus on on looking at concrete areas concrete avenues where we can you know where we have relative advantage, right? And and see how we can leverage those advantages, so that we can have more positive outcomes in terms of our attempts at development. Uh-huh. You know, and so and so I, I I started by saying we're surrounded by the ocean. So can we look to the ocean as as an area where we could see how can we exploit the fact that we're surrounded by the ocean. Um, for there is shipping, there is fishing, there is you know there there there, there is um, water sports, you know there are all of those things that goes along with with being next to the ocean. Of course, there's tourism, um, but but the, the next area or water or art or culture music. Our, the opportunities for renewable energy, the opportunity for Dominica to, or, or any one of the islands, to start to take the lead, to become one of the first countries that can say that we are truly energy independent. All our energy is coming from renewable energy. You know, so that is that is where that is that that, that is what I'm putting forward. Um. 
that that is what I am I'm putting forward as the you know as a method. Let, let, let us let us not sit back and say that we we have limited resources. Let us look at what the advantages that we have and see how we can leverage those advantages. So so what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you entirely. Um, I think one of the, um, I think last week, um, one or two other callers on your show, um, one gentleman in particular made reference to the trade. And um, even that, have what one would consider a, a, a local com component to it. And um, you're right. I mean, we are surrounded by quite a bit of resources that we can harness. I think two, two things come to mind. Um, one, and I think one of the callers as well, one of the ladies who called in, spoke to of the mindset. I think in, in order for us to move forward, there has to be, there has to be some sort of mindset. Uh, and I think I mentioned the question, alluded to the question of commitment to last week. You have to have a mindset and a commitment to move forward. I think I sort of heard you briefly talking about tonight, dear, about the, um, what you call it, um, university hospital. You know, you have a lot of that in the United States. You go to Miami, you have one. You go to, you know, um, Florida, you go um, Atlanta, you know. And one would have thought by now, with all the talk that has gone on, I know last week we spoke about international effort, but all the talk that has gone on regarding this hospital and, and all things at the hospital, and with the number of years Ross has been in Dominica, well over 30 or so years, that there would have been a collaboration with Ross to set up a university hospital. Yeah, and, you know and, and, and that would have a direct impact on the healthcare to all exactly. but it also exactly. serves exactly. as a resource where you can get medical tourism going. Exactly. Uh, and I mean, so Ross has been around with us for almost more than 30 years, and we've not been able to integrate and work on a partnership with Ross and start a hospital, even though even the one in Portsmouth, I mean, there was a hospital in Portsmouth that had to be closed for whatever reason. You can have got into a partnership with us and say, hey guys, take over this facility, upgrade it, expand it, and have a university hospital. The doctors are there, the technical people, and so what is, what, what is it do we, do we, what is it we need to do or did not do to do that? Okay, let me ask you to hold, let, me, own, let, me, I mean, let me ask you to hold that thought a minute. I have another call and I'm going to add the caller and then we're going to have that discussion. So, um, definitely. So, caller, wel welcome to welcome to this weekend interview. Um, let's let's hear your take on on development and some of the things that some of some of the gems that are right in front of us that we just need to maybe pick up and polish and 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 and, and be able to present as as our as part of our brand. Well, hello, Anthony, um, and hello, Alvin. Uh, this is Calvin. Hi, Calvin. Calvin. I guess, I guess there's no disguising the voice, perhaps. But uh, you know, um, I for one have a have a, a big love uh, for, for Dominica, and um, you know, always try and get in. Um, you know, a, a, 
at times and try to to make a contribution um, either right there in person and in place and and and, and from a distance and uh, you know as you know um, I've had uh, involvement in the um, space of you know communications um, in Dominica and that's still there that's that's still an open area um, with regards to development but um, you know I think Alvin opened up uh, you know the space for us there and talking about um, medical tourism. There's certainly a number of areas. I, I think it's this issue of, you know, how you orient, our, how we, or we orient our people um, and, and calibrate, okay? Um, certainly, we in Dominica, on our country island, uh, state, we have more water more marine resource than we have land. That's a fact, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you take it as a 12-mile limit or 200 miles out in, in, in the other direction. But we have an education system that uh, historically has sort of looked down on some of these um, skills and skill sets. What was it that Dominican parents would say to their children? And they'd say it in Creole, and I am a Creole speaker. So I'll share that and we'll translate. They'd tell them that super upon ukali bodlam every wash. So you see that. So you've already created a context where you you have not not only de-emphasized that, but you've made this whole idea of an association with marine resources and the shoreline and the seashore has been low status. Hmm? That's right. problematic for us. And I don't think that that attitude has shifted um, in 40 or 50 years, in two generations. Whereas we see, for example, the Scandinavians, um, and we certainly see it um, on the Pacific Northwest, and we see it up here on the, on, I mean, on, on the east coast of the United States, in, in, in Long Island, on Long Island Sound, and and further up north in Boston, where fishing and fishery is a vibrant business, where there are high schools for fishing, so where the students have an opportunity to study marine biology, understand the ecology of, 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 of these fisheries and so on. So we, we know, and, and I dare say, to the offense of some of our <laughs> Dominican um, citizenry, uh, some of our brothers and sisters, if, if we cast it that way. But look, where people are a little bit more enlightened and more open to these ideas, fisheries is by no means low status. So, so get on with the program, okay? But, but, so, but so that's, Calvin, yeah, the, the thing I would say is that we, even, even with that concept, we've invested a lot of money developing um, fisheries facilities. I, I, the Japanese. Um, remember when the Japanese were buying our our allegiance to vote against yes. um, the banning of whaling? We got mm-hmm. them to build different fishing facilities around the country, and they simply became they were like fish markets instead of being a facility where fishermen could go and and get resources and and that sort of thing. Absolutely. So there again. We've had the investment, the Japanese in that case made the investment, but, but we as a people 
um, or let's say as, as a system, it, it, we're squandering those resources because we really haven't harvested them to take advantage of, of what we have. And, and if my recollection serves me, there are currently, what, three of these uh, sizable facilities? Uh, and, uh, one, and in Rubio, one in Rubio, one in Nargot, and one in Portsmouth, I think, yeah. Yeah, and even in EC dollars, or, or, or what we can do, maybe a quick uh, U.S. conversion, but each one of these things might have cost of the order of $10 million U.S. to build. Okay? But we don't have the boats for long range. Um, you really don't have the, the kinds of... Well, it's not even that, what we don't have. But the, the fact of the matter is that unless you can attract... Um, you know, people with let's say higher skill level um, to the issue to to fisheries, and and who 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 can understand how to navigate, who understand that fish are not fish don't just arbitrarily want to pick up on your hook, and to understand all of these things and to provide training for those who who truly truly who work in the industry and change this um, the complexion of or or. or this juxtaposition that we have, you know, between and raising our appreciation of the value of the people who work in that industry. I mean, that, that, that's one case in point. Let me bring Alvin um, back in the discussion quickly. Alvin, so yeah, I'm there. I'm listening. Yeah, so so you 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 were talking about the opportunity that we have with medical tourism. Calvin is talking about the opportunity we have with fishing. So all of these opportunities are there. So. Uh, and of course, we, we spoke about, uh, I'm sure we can come up with 10 and 20 such, what I call low-hanging fruit, that, that shouldn't take a lot of effort to be able to exploit. So, is it that we, we have to develop maybe a different type of leadership? Because, because. Absolutely. I, I mean, there's absolutely a, a different type of leadership and mindset. I think this is the crux of the matter. And, I mean, some people may not like to hear that. Some people may be uncomfortable with it. But at the end of the day, once you are in a leadership position, whether you are the CEO of a company, take any huge CEO com company here in America, any huge company in America, and the CEO does not perform, next year he's not there, he's gone. If he doesn't deliver the goods, Period. There's no east no bad. There's no likes or likes, and the same should apply in the political arena. If you've been in a in in a position of, of leadership for the past fifteen, ten, um, you know, past five, ten, fifteen years, and you haven't delivered on some of the the development issues that the country require, then you should be fired by by the electorate. And I mean, some people may say you are being political, but it is a fact because if the mindset is not there. I mean, what, as I said, what does it take to get into a discussion with Ross University that has been in the country? And you go down to Portsmouth. I was in Dominica two years ago, and I see the extent of the building and the development that Ross has done in Portsmouth. Individuals have benefited. Persons have built their homes, they're renting it to, to medical students, to staff, and what have you. What does it take for you to enter into arrangement with Ross and say, look, guys, you guys have been good to us. You've been here for the last 30 years. Um, how can we cooperate and integrate whereby you could set up a medical um, hospital, you know, a university hospital in the Postmark area for us? What does it take? 
Um, let me let me shift a bit, and because since we mentioned agriculture, I read an article a couple of weeks ago where, um, um, uh, oh, oh my God, what's their name? Uh, Bello. Bello has just finally gotten some financing after several years, I guess, of negotiating to remodel and re-expand. Bello has been in Dominica for as long as I can remember. I would I would safely say at least fifty years, at least. As long as I can remember, and and we talk about agriculture, Bello by now with support from I guess the government should be by now what grace um, is in Jamaica that that exports. I go to the supermarket in in in, in America and I see grace, grace this, grace juice, grace you know you name it. Bello should be something like that as well. What does it take? I mean, you know, um, I was recently reading an article produced by ECLAC, um, that is the Economic Commission for Latin America and the Caribbean, and they were, again, speaking to the question of development, and they were making reference to the fact of the Chinese presence in the region, again, which is something that, that, that touches on our development, because you go to Dominica now, you see, just now, half, half the population may be Chinese, or at least the business is Chinese control. And and hear what they said about the Chinese. They said the Chinese private and public sectors are now more involved in ownership of sugar production, tourist resort, and minerals. Direct flights to the region from Beijing are now also underway in an effort to encourage Chinese tourism. And they were making reference that by 2010, having grown by about 24% annually for the preceding six years, trade between China and the Caribbean has reached 7.2 billion U.S. dollars. How does that now translate to our own development back home? Mm -hmm. So it boils back again to what I said earlier. It's a question of mindset, commitment. And um, and leadership. And and the, the point the point about it is that when we talk about leadership, we're not talking we're we're not talking about a particular party because because you you're making you're making the point that Russ has been in Dominica for thirty years. In those yeah. thirty years, every single political party has been exactly. in power. Exactly. So, so it's not it's not a criticism necessarily about the government. No. In no. It, it, it's a yeah, general yeah. criticism and that. And that is the other thing, as I said, we are, we are so we are so um, narrow in our thinking, and and like to personalize this thing so much that once we get into that lane, uh, people take it very personal until well, oh, it's it's the individual, but it has nothing to do with it. It has to do the fact that you were charged with a responsibility as a CEO of a company. You're given a contract and say, hey, this is what you need to do to deliver. And if it doesn't deliver, well, we're going to get a guy that to deliver the same thing. You as a government, you have a five-year term in leadership to do certain things, development, hospital, health, education, agriculture, and if at the end of the time that doesn't deliver, then, you know, but it boils down to a mindset at the local level to keep the leaders fit to the fire. And until such time, until such time we can get to that point, I'm afraid, unfortunately, we're going to have these discussions going on and on and on and on and on and on. And at the same time, folks like the Chinese will come in. They will pull out what they can pull out from us. Um, whoever can pull what they can pull out. Um, you will have companies like Bello still on the sidelines, still trying 
to maybe just do the little bell of peppers or the little, you know, whatever juice and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not sure how old you are for, for that, but I remember you had this company called Dom Fred. Dom Fred used to do, um, used, we used to can orange and grapefruit juice many years ago. Now with the technology being what it is, you're telling me we can do even better and get into the area of trade. We talk about tourism within the region. I'm sure between the, the markets in the region alone, we don't even have to think um, just yet European market. Within the regional market alone, we should be in a position to supply food, produce, and can some of the scan stuff that Bello does to Antigua, Barbados, Cayman Islands, Bahamas, as part of the whole integration approach that we've been talking about. Why is it we can't do that? So, so the, the, the number of things there. The, um, the, gov the, the government of Dominica has characterized um, the China as their strongest ally. The strongest ally they have is China. And then you, you see that trade between China and the Caribbean is in the, is, is in the billions of dollars. Yeah. And so, and so again, what percentage of that is trade with Dominica? And, what, and if it is trading with Dominica, in what direction? In what net, that, in what net direction is 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 the trade going? So so Calvin, I, I, you alluded to the fact that um that you you have uh, an exp, uh, an interest in communication or, or mm -hmm. communication technologies. Um, let us talk a little bit about what type of industries that would that had that that could potentially be introduced into Dominica um, uh, 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 and, and you know let's just talk about that a little bit I know to give you examples of some of some of, the, of, of those type of businesses I think um, you know that's an interesting one that you, that you brought this one up and and I dare say it's, it's serious but I but I chuckle because one of the things that we knew about Dominica in particular we know um, was that, you know, overall, you, you, there is a history of speaking of English speakers, um, native English speakers for over 200 years, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, you had proximity to the U.S. East Coast. Uh, you, you have a group, a, a young population rather than what we find in Europe now or the United States and Canada, which is a growing population. Um, there's what we might call an anthropologist and social scientists, this, this cultural affinity. Um, so those young people, because they watch U.S. television, they understand some of the idiosyncrasies and, and, and the idioms. So it would have been a great uh, location to really run and operate um, some really effective call center businesses, but not at the low end of the market. But, and certainly my experience, and I can speak of direct experience um, in, in trying to do that, really was like Sisyphus trying to push a stone up, uh, you know, up a hill. Uh, people didn't buy into it. Um, and um, I think in terms of trying to uh, finance some of these operations um, and getting local interest, it was, well, you know, if you think you can do this, oh, well, all well and good, but uh, I, 
there are complexities, in other words, in trying to do this. Um, if someone is trying to do uh, a business and he says, well, you know, uh, how do you want to borrow money, for example? He says, well, um, and what kind of collateral can I bring? And he says, well, then the banker says, well, okay, so you have a truck, that's fine. I can take a, a bill of exchange or bill of sale on your truck, that's good. And the other fellow says, well, you know what, I have a switch. And then the banker says, well, oh, I'm sorry, I don't understand what a switch is. And you're saying to me that this switch is close to a million dollars. I don't know. And you're already trying to convince me that it's going to employ 5,000 people. Um, so, you know, we have a gap. Um, we have a knowledge gap there that needs to be filled. And you have to kind of overcome that. But there are some of these opportunities still exist. The opportunities in the communication space still exist. Some of those have come and passed, mm-hmm. and those windows have closed. There was an opportunity, for example, to transit voice traffic. Um, and maybe that, you know, I think maybe passed in three years or more. Okay? But if I may kind of, you know, we shift gears a mm-hmm. little bit to, to speak about that, these things, and the general kind of, um, you know, where the map of opportunities are. And, and Alvin you know, spoke kind of directly to this and he cited the medical tourism. I think in Dominica, and with all our leadership, more so, it's mindset. Hmm? This issue, we still have a monocrop economy. If one thing is working and one person does it, everybody else wants to follow him in the same business space. You know, it's like the soup du jour. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's the dish of the day, guys. Oh, he's doing it. He's making money in concrete. So that's all you want to do, concrete. Sure, and sure. Then, you know, and, and you keep doing this all the time. There's a big space available in fisheries. What's the biggest fishing platform that we have out of Dominica? I don't know. I mean, you can guess. It's fairly small. You can maybe run around the island and survey it. I don't think we have a boat fishing out of Dominica natively. That's bigger than forty-five feet. I you know, <laughs> or, or one that goes out and, and stays overnight. I think, I think the, majori- the majority of our fishermen still go out and come back in on a daily basis. In the on a daily basis, for most of them. Um, so, so you, you know, we, we we have to deal with this. Yet still, we still import all of course our traditional foods in the island, which when we began maybe a hundred years ago, was quote-unquote food for the poor, you know, um, salted cod product coming out of, Nor- you know, from the Nor- Norwegian side or, or certainly from the Newfoundland side is no longer a cheap food. This is a high-demand international food that, we're, you know, we still import, okay? And we swapped. We swapped to, to poultry. And frankly, people might not like to hear that, they know it. They know it. I mean, those of us who've lived on on one side here in the United States, mainland or elsewhere, and have tasted what you buy in the regular supermarket versus what you buy in the market in Dominica can tell the difference. And they're still paying a relatively, a comparatively high price rate um, in terms of quality. And yet still, you know, we, we, we say that... Um, and we're talking about mindset again, where the, um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the sort of, um, you know, the, the, the prevailing thought or 
conventional wisdom is that you cannot economically grow poultry in Dominica to serve the market. When you have the, you have the feed resources, you have the water resources. Um, and certainly, it's a hurdle, I think, for local entrepreneurs who, who want to get into the market to find financing via the uh, traditional financing vehicles which exist in Dominica, commercial banks, and including the development bank itself. Does that work um, in development? Yeah, yeah exactly. It goes. <laughs> so you have a development bank which, you know, in its attempt to finance development, I'm not so certain um, how successful they are in doing that. And again, it's not a, this is not an attack on individuals. I, it, it, it's an attempt to, to, I think, to provoke each one of us and all of us to think about um what's in front of us, but to think about solutions rather than this focus on problems, you know? Right. And and Tony you, you Anthony made a point and 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 beautifully too to allude to, to, to this particular word, which is a strong one in our culture, this business and how do we translate it? Our gam, you see? If we really took a Dominican gam and going back to the way in which we we would do things it was always about finding solutions, you know? And when you read the historical record, how did Dominican survive after the hurricanes of 1926? We were a well-blessed and well-endowed country. Yambara Wule grew everywhere. And, and, and I think the records of Dr. Nichols in his book on tropical agriculture, which was written after that, published after that date, you know, alludes to that for us. Um, but again, a little bit broad on the Caribbean issue, and in terms of this way about how we we, we deploy resources in terms of development, and we, Trinidad came up early in the discussion, and I think it was um, the uh, famed um, and famous Caribbean economist um, William uh, William Dimas who, who, who pointed out that um, countries like Trinidad got in and made this investments in industries that were highly capital intensive and, and made these big investments in steel and elsewhere. But they, these industries did not employ many people. So it, didn't, it did nothing to, um, to attack the, or to resolve the, the problem of unemployment. Mm-hmm. And the problem of unemployment and its predicament comes into Tony what you open the hour on, you know? And and and, and again, the, the economist and the anthropologist, a famous one who was out of Cambridge, worked at the University of the West Indies for, for many years throughout the I think the late middle sixties and maybe before, which which was R. B. Davidson, talks about this business of, you know, a push and pull. Okay? And we explore this idea of people being pushed from a migration point of view, is it push problems that's sending them out, or is it the alternative that the attraction elsewhere is so powerful to pull them away? <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. question for discussion for another day. And Dominica was a case in point that, that Davidson actually cited in a in a small work that he, he published, um, the name of which kind of escapes me for right now. But I, I, these are strong things that we need to, to explore. And, and in passing, and not to dominate the, 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 the discussion, but to put it out there, see? 
a few years ago, we were all pushed into this idea, what I call, you know, the old economics of comparative cost advantage, right? So it was comparative cost advantage that told us, well, why bother to grow the poultry? Because Georgia and Arkansas can do it cheaper. Well, so we were led to believe. Hmm? Right. So, <laughs> and that was the concept of comparative cost advantage. And supposedly, well, I guess we had none. We were supposed to remain a banana republic. And republic, I'll say, with a small r, okay? <laughs> but you see, in the new economy, when you start to change the model, and you start to look at competitive advantage, and you look at this idea about switching costs and so on, it, it, it upends all of these things. And, and now it places the things that Dominica can do, geothermal, certainly. Very, very, very powerful. Dominica could be, not could be, Dominica is in a position to be a net exporter of energy. Dominica can satisfy via geothermal all of, substantially then. Uh, you know, we won't try to exaggerate and, 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 and we won't be categorical, but can, can supply a substantial part of the needs of Guadeloupe and Martinique, and the islands up north. And it's not it's not a technology problem. Many, many people in Dominica throw this thing at us every day, and we've been hearing it for years. Oh, it's technology. And if I can throw it in, I missed the discussion last week in passing. Well, you remember, the, look at the jetty outside of, uh, close to between the Royal Bank there and, and, and the Fort Young and, and, and the... Uh, Galway Hotel. It's where the old Bell Jetty was. Right. Isn't that not so, gentlemen? But you do you remember I was I was young, I mean not barely a teenager, but reading the reports and trying to understand these discussions. People were telling us Dominica was all the places Dominica was not like. Dominica was not like Barbados. Well maybe that's good. Dominica is not like St. Lucia. Oh, you have no natural harbors. Where are you going to build a deep water harbor? Blah, 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 blah. And this thing went on. Well, That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You see, but there were people who were, I think, sufficiently moved to realize that this can't go on anymore. So they went out to Woodbridge Bay and built, you know, a deep water harbor where a boat simply could come up and tie up next to the pair, and people didn't have to take in those days, again, to our Creole language, a shalup or a lighter, okay, and row out there. And if it was in the middle of the night, we didn't do, I mean, they didn't have maybe a flashlight, a lantern. A buzai. I, re, I can recall a buzai indeed, a, a, you know, a torch, okay? A torch, yeah. But, and I can share with you a unique experience, a unique experience. The first time that the Queen Mary, the new Queen Mary, came into New York Harbor, I was able to watch that that ship, grand ship, come under the Verrazano Bridge, Verrazano Narrows, and hit it dead center at the highest point of the bridge and go up the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the first part. But to believe that I was in Dominica standing outside the Royal Bank and I took a photograph, to see the Queen Mary come up alongside and tie up, high up, and I was able to see that ship leave, pull out sideways from the dock with her 
electric engines, right? No crankshaft, it's electric engines on that boat. And pull away, no tugs either. Rosso, Dominica, in front of the same, it's the same space. There's not a thousand meters between the mouth of the Rosso River and, 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 and the Fortune Hotel. It's barely, it's not a thousand meters. So what people said to us was impossible, couldn't be done. And what's remarkable, the technology of the wharf in front of those, that site there, the old museum, the old post office, is technology that's been available. Certainly you can see bridges, piers in America and elsewhere with these pilings, but um, it's, 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 it's at least from the beginning of the 20th century. You know? Certain... The seven-mile bridge in Florida is built with that technology. That, that, that's commonplace. So, so the problem wasn't technology. It was politics. It was politics and business. The major lighter owners in Roseau did not want a major shift. And even people, when ladies, women, headed bananas from... Um, in that same focal area there, right? Yeah. To load to load a banana boat. And and, and if you have access to the archives from the Dominica Chronicle, the Dominica Herald of the day, will tell you all the arguments people made, all oh, these women are going to lose their jobs. What happened was these ladies and people found new jobs, their children, and many of us are products of that, you know, they found big new jobs and better jobs. And their children went to college and universities. Okay, so so I think people really need to, to to get the game get the game on and and really to in a way to you know a massacre or pick ourselves up and 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 get to the issue and the argument about you know the um, uh, an airport as part of our um, development strategy because airports are a communication issue. It's not technology. It's not about terrorizing people. Go and read the books. Go find out what's happening. There, there was an airport built on the island of Saint Helena in the south. It's in the South Atlantic, okay? Um, and maybe we can explore that relative to Dominica when you talk about terrain and so on. So, well, well, so are, guys. Certainly, that 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 that's very that's very enlightening. Um, so, 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 Alvin. I mean, yeah. I, I, I refuse to live tonight as, you know, as a, a open-ended ball in the air waiting to see where it come down, comes down kind of um, scenario. You know, we, we, we I, I started the discussion with talking about the need to approach it from a branding perspective, you know. Um, not so much so that we're trying to sell Dominica as, as, as a commodity, but you create a brand that is a Dominican brand, and that Dominican brand is supported. You know, um, Calvin made reference to pilings that you drive into the, into the bed of, of, of the ocean and you support your, your jetty from it. Those pilings have to be, have to be solid. So, so the similarly, we, we would want to get a lineup of products that are solid and robust and of good quality that would underpin a Dominican brand, you know? And, and if we, if we, if we say that the, the major issue is, 
is the person is the people who are who have led us in the last 30 years our choice of leadership have not been broad thinking enough if you want to say that they have been too limiting in their aspirations as to what they, what they, what they consider to be possible in Dominica how do we how do we circumvent that how do we overcome that how do we change that narrative to where in, in I'm going to say 10 years in 10 years time Dominica becomes a place where people want to go to Grenada becomes a place that people want to go to instead of all people looking to migrate at the first opportunity they get how, how, how do we approach um, that, that you know, how do we take a bite of that big elephant well it's a huge elephant and it's a huge challenge it's definitely a huge challenge but um, again I can't I cannot um, re-emphasize that mindset of ours and, and, and having said that I think we we need to we need to touch on the area of um, um, what I would term that and inform the public um, because at the end of the day, if 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 the public and when I when I say inform public, um, I I want for all purposes to even extend that beyond Dominica and and that is why I think these discussions we are having are so important that those of us who are in the diaspora and um, who, 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 as one might say, can see the two sides of the coin um, in a much better way than persons in Dominica, um, have a, a role to play in trying to change that mindset or to get in that mindset change and to get in and having a more informed public in Dominica. Because that is what is going to boil down to, Tony. Nothing less, nothing more. That's what it's going to boil down to. Um, it seems to me that, as I said, if, if, if people don't perform, I guess maybe that is the reason that they can say, well, they don't do the development so they can go back to the, to the electorate and say, well, we still have the hospital to build or we still have the school to build, so therefore we need to go back in to finish the school. And then they do five years and they still don't build the school and they come back and say, you know what, we still haven't built the school, we got to build the school, so give us another five years to build the school, build the hospital. So it is clearly a, a mindset situation. Um, uh, I, I don't know to what extent, I don't know to what extent or, or the, the other... Um, what you call them, the sectors in Dominica, you have what is called a DIC, Dominica Employees Federation, um, you have what, trade union organization. Um, I, I would think and I want to believe that all of these various organizations and individuals are seeing the same thing that we are seeing and as it relates to development in the country. And um, surely they too would have a role to play in changing that mindset and bringing about that brand that you're talking about. So, but so, I think that's where we got to start. So, so I'm a person, I, I like to break every, I, I, I like to break everything down mathematically. I, I'm one of these people that believe that every, every situation in life can be broken down in, into a mathematical model. And, and if you can break it into a mathematical model, you can develop a, a very specific and deliberate solution to it. So, 
So, so Calvin, as a technology person, is the answer, does the answer lie in, or, or a path to the answer? Does it begin with, with data collection and data analysis and, 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 and therefore, you, you know, where we, we start looking at numbers? You know, like, like, like it was very powerful last last week when you spoke about the, the economy contracted by 2.7 percent of GDP. But even even though fundamentally, who's who's measuring and reporting, for example, the number of people who die because of inadequate medical care? How? What is the average age? And, and I know you alluded to the quality of poultry that we get. What is what is the average age of the of the of the chicken of the poultry products that we get in, in, in the country and who is managing that process to say no no this thing is expired you need to dump it and and everything and I'm deliberately jumping all over the spectrum to say that I think the answer has to be in measurement in analysis and in accountability. No, you know, I, I, absolutely. And um, <laughs> as you know, and, and, and people know about me, and, and we're saying this to a larger audience, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm almost to say a little bit of myself personally obsessed with measurement. Um, and and although, I mean, in my role, I, I would not say I'm, I'm not any, in terms of engineering background, but I try to measure everything. I have many thermometers that surround me in my space, digital and otherwise. I have measuring cylinders to measure liquids, calipers to measure. It goes on. So this idea of measurement is very, very, is very, very important, and that we understand what we have. But, well, Anthony, what you point, what you point out, and this is a, I don't know whether we'll say, and I, I don't know, whether it is a predicament or a problem. Um, you know, to 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 to, to borrow some some words from George Lanning. Whether it is a predicament or a problem, he said it it kind of sends us off in a in a different, not so much a different direction, but maybe it will give us. If I don't answer your question directly, but it will give us an opening to where the discussion might need to go. And I think that people try to skirt around this issue. We need to understand or have a real discussion about understand what is power. You know, what is power um, within the context of, of our lives in the Caribbean, you know, in, in terms of the individual island states? And to understand how is power managed? How is power brokered? Who has power? Um, is it the trade union? Is it the merchant? Is it a group of individuals? Is it the government, the government minister? Or in fact, is it the, is it the minister's permanent secretary? And I think that um, it's a discussion that we kind of, but and, and it's almost something that nobody quite wants to touch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it might reveal for us. But I believe that um, that's something we need to understand. And it might kind of lead us to the next stage about, you know. I think you're absolutely right. You, you yeah. could have said it better. And that is exactly what, without, without just coming on board, you know, Tony. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what I was alluding to when I make reference to the DIC and those people. Who has power? 
and and how do we translate that in a way that would um, create that awareness, change that mindset, bring about that change that we're seeking to have? And you're right. I'm 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 with you on that. You could have said it better. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. how is power balanced? I mean, do teachers have power? Teachers have an opportunity to teach children to, to, to kind of carve and shape the future. But how is all this thing done? How is power negotiated? How is power balanced? And, and how is it that, you know, we, 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 we find ground? And in Dominica, really, or, or, or any one of these other islands, you know, should we be concerned about finding middle ground or is this stuff over? You know, and should we be moving towards a diff- really different way of, of 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 finding things? Is consensus for us the better way, um, or not? Um, it's difficult. But between that and I think what I really call the the monocrop mindset, we pursue we seem to pursue one thing at one time in a very linear way, and when it expires, literally, it passes its time like bananas did. The writing on the wall for bananas was out in, well, you know, and uh, some of my my own history there. Uh, but 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 by the, the by the 80s that stuff was going. I think for those of us who who, who you know who were old enough, uh, by by the fuel crisis of, of 73, the writing was on the wall. You know, Britain's entry into into the Euro- European uh, community, and you know, was another was another signpost. And the American attitude or the U.S. attitude um, towards opening up and free trade, the signposts were always there. And all these people figured, well, you know, we have a good thing. You know, why break what, quote-unquote, works? Um, And then by the time we made moves, the ship had sailed. Well, I I posit, Calvin, that we we haven't made any moves. We haven't made... uh, Bananas died a very slow and agonizing death. <laughs> and and we stood by and watched. I mean, even even during the time that um, Edison James was prime minister, he came from the banana industry, so he knew what the situation in, with the banana industry was. And, and, and you can mm-hmm. argue that he did not do sufficient to replace it with anything viable. And... Mm-hmm. and and Miss Charles certainly was an international figure, and, and and she and she enjoyed the benefit of that final gasp that bananas had in the eighties, mm-hmm. without in reinvesting that relative time of wealth into 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 diversifying the economy. And so we can go we can go from one leader to the next, the next, the next, and and it comes back to. That I, th- I, what I find from looking around is that we seem to have an aversion for planning. I mean, as Caribbean people, we love to go to seminars, we like we love to go to workshops. We we're very eloquent and 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 we can give the best presentation, but we seem to have an aversion for planning, where. It should be that we we should be able to to pull up what is Dominica's national plan. What 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 are the areas of priority? What does the government expect 
the the components of the economy should be and i know i know they do the budget and whatnot what that, but but then when you step back from the budget so if, if you were expecting agriculture to produce 40 percent of of the revenue for the country so what are you doing to invest in agriculture that's going to make it realize that 40 percent and if if, if manufacturing and industry is supposed to produce 20 percent is your investment in manufacturing industry reflective of that expectation? Uh, and that type of layered planning doesn't seem to happen. And, and so, I mean, one of the things I always ask myself is, if you are the, and, and, and Alvin, I know you have experience working as a, as a permanent secretary, not for very long, um, but... If, if you're the permanent secretary in a ministry, say, take the tourism, do you, re, do you have targets as to what levels of tourism do we want? What percentage increase are we targeting for the year? Of course. Of uh, course you have to have targets. Of course you have to have and, targets. And so who does the assessment as to when we hit the targets or when we don't hit the targets and what is the analysis and how can we do it differently? Well, it's all an, integ it's, it's all an integrated approach. Um, I recall during my years in the Ministry of Tourism, you had the NDC, which is still there. You had a division of tourism at the NDC. So there was collaboration between the NDC, the Ministry of Tourism, and even some of the other ministries involved. There has to be an integ integrated approach. But it boils back again, Tony, to what we've been discussing all night the mindset. If, for example, someone in the Division of Tourism at the NDC who is charged with, let's say, collating the information or the data, um, how many ships come in, how many passengers come on, uh, you know, disembark, how many, you know, and, and the infrastructure is not there and this person doesn't, and then at the top, nobody cares or questions whether or not you provide the information or not. 12 months from now, 24 months from now, you ask, well, do we have any data on that? Oh, no, we don't. We didn't collect it. Oh, we forget. Oh, it's in a book. Oh, it's written somewhere. You know, then what, that's, that's the problem. The mindset. And that's why I like what Calvin said a while ago. Who has the power? Because let's start from that premise. Who has the power to ensure that things are done when they're supposed to be done? And, 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 and we know who is accountable, and it, it's a lack of accountability, it's no mindset, it, 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 it's just too much. And then I think, though, that, and that's why I said, we in the diaspora have a critical role. I would hope and like to see more more folks um, speaking to the issues, making the, 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 the contributing to the dialogue, and, and it may be placing the, the, the pressure. Um, because until such time we can change that, Tony, mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with all what you're saying as far as the data and the numbers and, and working with certain goals in mind. But until such time, we have a different approach towards um, governance, leadership, mindset, accountability. We're going to have, I mean, the, the, list, the list that we're discussing here tonight and last week, I mean, let's, let's, if we run down the list. You have a healthcare issue. You, we, we've been talking about a hospital, state of the art of hospital for God knows how long now. And we know what's, what's, it, what's the health situation in the country. Unemployment, we don't even want to go there. What's the number? 17%, 20%? We're talking about food security. 
Right now, we have Haitians on the country. They've been doing quite a bit on the farms, I understand. But we would, we, we, if we don't look very well, and we, we may have some food security, serious food security, like what we see in other, other parts of the world, where people have serious food security problems and all that impacts development. I mean, climate change. Look, look what happened with Erica. Look what happened a couple of years ago with flooding that came all the way down and um, came to another. All that is the effect of climate change, why you're having all these high tides and you're having all these situations. When Erica strike last year, the Prime Minister said it put us back 20 years and how many, what it cost the country. Can you imagine, God forbid, that we get another Erica this year or next year? Go put us another 20, so that's 40 years back. Mm-hmm. Infrastructure. I mean, right now, I mean, half or more, 90% of the bridges that got damaged have not been rebuilt since Erico. We have a serious infrastructure problem even with roads. Currently, there is a huge debate going on right now with the manner in which some tender, tender was done for that Roseau Bridge. I mean, there's a lot of dialogue going back and forth on that. The whole question of governance, which we've been talking about too tonight. So, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty long list there. So, at, at the end of the day, unless, as I said, we can, we can, um, um, have that mindset and, and, and generate and push that dialogue, we will be having that discussion come that same time. <laughs> 2017. So, so, but so, I think, though, mm. I think though, to be on, to end on an optimistic note, mm. um, I think given and and that's where Calvin will come in. Given where we are with technology now, look what we're doing now. Look the kind of discussion we're having via TDNRadio.net. I mean, we know the impact of social media, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We just have to find a way in which we can utilize those mediums to express some of the stuff that we're expressing and get many more folks from the diaspora to express that. That way, people begin to wake up and say, you know what, somebody's watching, somebody's asking questions. We're, we're going to be held accountable. Let's go ahead and do something. Let's start in one area. Let's initiate a discussion with Ross and see if we can get a medical um, hospital going. Let's, let's initiate discussion on the, on the manufacturing end. Somehow, with the hope that something like that will happen. So techn- technology, you think, might answer my line there. So, so Calvin, as as, as we as we as we draw the discussion to a close, and I, you know, um, is the answer technology? Is the answer maybe creating a a platform that's that that can exist and and coordinate the resources in spite of the government? Um, uh, uh, yeah. You know? I, I mean, I, I think so. I, I think the private sector, you know, as we say, you know, private sector effort um, can can do can do a lot to, to change this thing. And it's interesting. <laughs> there, there's so many ways to go with this. Um, and I think Alvin came back, and you mentioned the issue about you know keeping records and so on, right? And I mentioned R.B. Davidson's work. R.B. Davidson's work um, on on. <laughs> on immigration push-pull factors. Actually, Dominica was one of the examples that he cited, and he mentioned at that time the meticulous record, and, and for the next time we speak, I will get my references correctly. 
But he mentioned that he found very accurate and meticulous records which were had been kept by a Mr. Blanchard. And he relied on those records about how many boats and how many um, you know, people were leaving the island during that period, I think post-1953, right up until, um, I think by the time Davidson collated his data and published into the, the early 60s, or certainly the late 60s. But to the point was that Davidson said that when he returned to Dominica, uh, you know, back to these archives to find the records. The original, the records that he relied upon first time were no longer available. Exactly. And and I mean, we as a, we as a people, as a culture, um, kind of carry with us this 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 uh, predicament, and not a problem. We lost so much of our civil registries in that fire there that things we should know about ourselves. It's kind of a little hard because now we have to rely really on 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 stories that have been passed down mm. or fragments of records that that exist, you know, within within the memories or out in the outlying villages, and so 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 we don't we we, we don't we don't know. So this business about information and 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 keeping data and and collating all of this is very very important. In passing and in closing, I mean, we didn't even mention our our timber resources, systematic harvest and the management of our timber resources. And in a psychologically basis, Dominica has huge resources for us, you know, and and, and properly managed. Right. You know, there. But there we go again. That's but that, a good, I think it's for positive. That's a good note to end it on. Dominica has tremendous resources. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if properly managed, can can certainly drive the development of, of the island. And, and, and of course, we have listeners from the other islands. I think the same holds true for, for the other islands. And, and at varying degrees, the different islands are able to, 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 to do it at different levels and, and realize varying results. And and so some of the countries who may be lagging behind might might not have to look very far for examples of what can be done and and and, and to and to take and to take those examples on board and, and improve on them and, and implement them. But but gentlemen, I want to I want to say thank you so much for calling into into this weekend interview, and for the insightful and 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 very deep I would say very very deep um, comments that 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 certainly achieved our objective in this weekend interview, which is to stimulate people to think, and and I and I, I would dare say that I think we achieved that. Um, and so I want to say thank you very much, Alvin. Thank you very much, Calvin, for for calling in and for and for being part of the discussion tonight. And we thank you, Anthony, for hosting the show and giving us the opportunity to 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 share with you and to share with the audience. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate him said yeah. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Now, now the, my my objective with this. Um, series of discussion that I'm having on development is that hopefully out of out of all these discussions and I get and I get a lot of comments um, off air from from the listeners, but the 
the idea is we, we, we should be able to come up with some kind of plan that's that's feasible, that's practical. And to use the, the word that, that seems to be bandied around in, the, in, the, in the American politics, a pragmatic approach that, that's, that's going to result in, in the development. And, and it's, a, it's an urgent, urgent matter, you know. So, so for example, to introduce, I mean, not to introduce a new concept, but every time we have those floods that we alluded to before, what bothers me not so much is not so much the, the flooding, is the amount of topsoil, the amount of erosion that you see being carried away in, in, in the waters. So that, so that by the time we probably realize and we turn, start to turn things around, our soils will no longer be as fertile as, as they used to be. Our, our coastlines will be all eroded. Um, all of those things um, are, are areas that, that, that tell us the urgency with which we need to approach those those deficiencies that that we experience. So, gentlemen, I agree. I agree. I might. I, I would maybe suggest maybe what as a way forward we might want to do. Um, you know, at some point in the future, maybe we might want to take one specific area, for example, say food security, and how do we link that to agriculture, deforestation, and what you just mentioned, and. Um, what maybe are some of the things that again we can do that would facilitate that mindset change and get some sort of action in that specific area? In a specific area, you know, approach it. Right. Because as I said, the list is so huge that maybe we need to break it down in specific area. Maybe take health and look at the healthcare system and just what we spoke about tonight as far as the the hospital and what kind of collaboration. I mean, you know, as I well as I do, that there are a number of health persons from Dominicans who are operating in the U.S. at top health level. We have Dr. Dangleben, we have several names that we could mention here tonight. So how could we collaborate and and, and bring about that change that we, we all are, are looking for? That's an excellent suggestion, and maybe we can do that. So, listeners, if you if you're listening and you are in the healthcare field, can we can we come together and collaborate and say, okay, let, if the government doesn't is not approaching Ross, let's form a, a group and let's approach Ross and see if we can result in the, in the construction of a medical hospital. So, so I like that. At at least we have we we've ended on a note of something that that may be achievable, some kind of action. And I will definitely follow up on, on that regard. So, gentlemen, let me say thank you very much, and um, and and we'll we'll continue having the discussion um, on the theme of development. Thanks, Tony. Uh, Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you. All right, Calvin. Hey, Calvin. Okay. So there you have it, listeners. Uh, you know another. You know. Uh, the discussion is a little bit somber because because there is an urgency that that I feel about the need to to really turn things around to 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 make for a different outcome and an outcome that is beneficial to everybody and and, and so there are a number of areas that we identified we identified um, the area of healthcare. And the opportunities, the opportunity, the opportunities to, to do like a, a university hospital. Fisheries, we have the fisheries facilities already in place. 
So the easy part now is to get fishermen together, train them, equip them, and and, and, and get that going. Um, you know, there, there are a number of, of, of what I call low-hanging fruit that we could really tackle um, first off. And... Um, and, and and as we go as we go forward, um, let let's see how we can we can we can move we can move the ball, you know, to 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 a little to our, to our new home football. Let's move let's move another ten yards forward until we can get to to the end zone. So I, I want to say thank you for for being with me this Wednesday night. Thank you to the callers Alvin and, and Calvin. Um, very very insightful as usual. Um, contributions and, and informative. Um, we have we have so much resources in our people that, that one that if if only we could harness those resources, um, what a great what a great people we would become. You know. So so let me say good night. Uh, let me wish you a, a very uh, a, a wonderful week. Uh, let's see, let's get back together next week Wednesday and and for another episode of this week in interview i want to say thank you to to my producer and engineer sam always doing a great job keeping keeping this mic live and to you the audience thank you for for being with us um for the hour keep your comments coming keep your feedback coming keep your suggestions coming if you are in the healthcare field even if you're not if you have an interest in the healthcare field Let's let's hear from you. Um, go to go to my Facebook page, Anthony Drago. Go to this week in interview page. Um, page. Like us. Um, become friends. Send a message. Let's see if we can if we can get a, some people together who maybe we could we could see if we could um, do it from a private sector led um, initiative. See if, what would happen if we were to put a serious proposal in front of Ross University. To develop a, a university hospital in Dominica. So let me say good night, um, one more time, and, and and I'll see you back here next week uh, for another episode of this week in interview. Good night. Mm-hmm.